morning, guys. So Joel just asked me to come here and speak to you guys. And, and I mean, uh, I talk about a lot of different things. Uh, I'm actually in seminary right now. So, um, but the main thing I do is go around and tell people my testimony. And basically, you know, uh, my favorite thing to do is evangelize, witness to uh, people who aren't Christian and, um, but at the same time, I love talking to Christians and trying to, you know, encourage, encourage everyone to, to live in the power that, that God has given us, which is his Holy Spirit. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you my story and uh, I believe God will, will speak through me and, you know, hopefully if there's anything that you guys can get out of it, um, God will be speaking to you. So, so I, <coughs> I grew up. Uh, my dad was actually a Lutheran pastor when I was a kid, and uh, and I remember I had some really good memories from when I was young. And we had a strong family. We we uh, we would do devotions at night, and that was when I was real little. Uh, but that was pretty short lived, and uh, when I was uh, when I was in fourth grade. My parents divorced, and I saw, I saw what happened was basically my family fell apart because my dad was was someone else on the inside, and uh, you know he was an alcoholic and uh, he had other issues, lust issues, and and so our family split up. It was a violent split up, and and we came to Colorado, and. At that point, I was kind of filled with a lot of anger. You know, I I, I had a faith in God, and uh, but I saw. I basically, I would say, it came down to this: when when I was young, I was taught this form of a gospel, which is, you know, God created us, we sin, and so you put your faith in Jesus, so you don't go to hell, and that's kind of. To me, that was my understanding of the gospel. I don't know if that's really what I was being taught or just what I was hearing, uh, but I, b- I believe it was uh, it was a lot of focus on uh, that that we're all sinners, that we ha- we need Jesus because uh, of our sin and and uh, so that we don't go to hell, and you know, kind of this idea of we're always just going to be sinners until you know until we die and go to heaven. And so, and I, you know, that's kind of what I saw in, at home as well is that, yeah, my dad was just a sinner and he was caught up with alcohol and, uh, you know, sleeping around and things like that. And it broke up our family and, and uh, <coughs> my dad had a, had a temper and, and he, he became violent at times too. Um, and I'm saying all this stuff, I, I, I loved my dad and uh, my dad passed away last year, or two years ago now, and, um, uh, you know, I believe he was saved, and uh, we, we grew close as he came to the end of his life, and, and uh, but, you know, just this is reality of what happened, and so when, when I came to Colorado, my, my temper got really bad, and my, I couldn't live with my mom anymore, so she sent me to live with my dad, and I saw, uh, I lived with, uh, he was an alcoholic, he slept around, uh, did drugs, 
and had a violent temper. And so I kind of followed in his footsteps. And, you know, by the time I was 20 years old, I was doing all the same things, not, not drugs, but uh, drinking, had a really bad temper, was sleeping around. And every week, though, going to, going to church and believing I was a Christian, believing, you know, that I, I understood the gospel, that, you know, I, w- I would pray and things like that, but just that, that was my life. It was like every Sunday I'd feel guilty and um, uh, we would confess our sins as a congregation and like, uh, you know, so because I believe uh, the passage in First John says, if we, uh, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us, but if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, well, so they understand that to mean that you have to confess your sins every time you sin to be cleansed. So that every time you sin, apparently you become dirty again and you need to be cleansed again. But anyway, so <coughs> so when I was uh, 16, I started fighting and started training. And, and uh, by the time I was 20 years old, became a champion over in Japan, a world champion. And uh, it was at that point that my career kind of became a, a a false idol as well. So not only was I cut up with all those other sins, I, I would say idolatry was maybe my biggest sin, to be honest, um, which all of, all of that sin before was idolatry as well. But I mean, my, uh, my career was my biggest false idol because that's what I live for. I just, I live, uh, you know, eat, sleep, and breathe, fighting and training. And my whole life was centered around that. And I kind of had Jesus on the side, uh, and if <coughs> my career and everything was going great, then I was very thankful to Jesus, but then when it, when I had a loss or something bad happened, I would get angry at Jesus, so, uh, so I, I, uh, by the time I was about 24 years old, I started feeling convicted because I did have, uh, you know, I was taught God's word in one sense of, like, what's right and wrong. And, and so I started feeling guilty about, about, uh, about sleeping around and uh, things like that and decided, okay, it's time. I need, to, I need to live the right way, live a life that God wants me to live. And, and so uh, it was at that time I, uh, I was friends with my wife and and we started dating and uh, got engaged immediately, and uh, we were married uh, about a year later. And and to me, that was me kind of like, okay, now I'm gonna go, I'm gonna follow the right path, and stop living in in obvious rebellion to the Lord. And so I, I made that decision, but the problem was like. I didn't really surrender everything, so, uh, you know, I would still, I would still binge drink, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get drunk all the time, but, like, after fights or whatever, I would, I would binge drink, and I would try to be faithful to my wife, but I would, you know, every once in a while, I would look at pornography, and 
I would try to be a good husband, and I remember when being a kid or, you know, seeing my dad do something to my mom or yell at her or do something, you know, punch a hole in the wall, whatever, and just, I swore to myself, I'm never going to do that stuff. And then, sure enough, we're, we were married for, you know, a year or two, and I'm looking at myself going, man, I remember, I swore to myself I'd never do that, but I just did that. And, uh, and so it's like I wanted to live the right way, but on the inside, I wasn't changed. There was nothing I could do, nothing I could do about it. And so we lived that year or that way for, for years. And uh, when I was 33, I, we, we came to a low point in our marriage where all these problems were, you know, really bad, and we were considering divorce. Uh, I came to a point, sa- same time, our financial problems, w- the IRS was after us for a bunch of money that um, they said we owed them, and uh, I'd lost two fights in a row for the first time in my career. And so I just uh, felt like my life was spiraling out of control. Uh, at one point, I even was contemplating suicide and, and even had a, a, a loaded gun pointed at myself at one point. And uh, really, it just came down to that I was angry at God, at, at, at God. I was, uh, I was angry, and at one point, I told my wife, I said, you know, I don't, I don't believe in God anymore. I remember listening to Joe Rogan, who, uh, he's a, a smart guy, but he's uh, a fool. You know, he doesn't believe in, in God. He's a, uh, he's a blasphemer, really, but he, he was making fun of the Bible, basically, and saying, like, making fun of Noah's Ark about how can you believe such a story, you know, with millions of species on, on the boat and all this stuff, and and, you know, I'm, sorry, uh, I, I'm listening to him and thinking, yeah, that's right. Like, it's all just a fairy tale. Why, why do I believe these stories? And so I told my wife, I don't, I don't believe this anymore. And she was shocked and she was crying. And, and uh, so, but at that point, my, my uh, little girl, who's nine years old right now, I think she was, uh, well, she was like two or three, and every night I would, I would put her to bed and, and read her a Bible story, like kid's Bible, and pray with her before bed. And so <coughs> I tell my wife this, and, but at night, you know, I would take, take my daughter to bed and say a prayer with her, read her Bible story, and j- after a few days of this, I'm just like, okay, this is not right. If I don't believe this, how can I teach my little girl this? And it really made me just think about, like, wow, if, if this isn't true, it, you know, if, if the Bible's not true, then what hope is there for my daughter? Is it, like, is there no God, or is it, like, the Muslim God? And that's kind of scary, because I've I'd studied Islam, and it's pretty evil. Uh, like, the, the Quran is pretty evil piece of writing, and... Uh, you know, so that it made me kind of really consider just, wow, if, if this isn't true, what's, what is true? 
and I realized that I turned away from God mainly just because I was angry at him and I was angry at my situation and I was blaming him for the problems that I was having, which all the problems I had caused essentially. And, uh, and so I went to my wife and told her, I said, you know, I, I do believe in God. I'm just angry and I don't know what to do. And, uh, and so, you know, I just kind of figured, okay, well, we're back to square one. We're just going to kind of keep working this out the, the way we've tried for, for years. And hopefully it works out. <laughs> and, uh, well, so I don't remember exactly the timeline, how many days or if it was the next day or, or what. But basically, uh, one night uh, through a series of really crazy events, Basically, I had an encounter with God, and and you know, God God spoke to me and re- revealed Himself to me that that He is real and and that He's been with me my, my whole life, and um, I just it was then I just surrendered and and like wow, if God's real, I mean. It just opened up my my eyes to like wow all the stuff I've been working for like success, and 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 these things it's just trash it's it's nothing what you know I, I remember looking around, looking at my house and and these things that I had worked so hard for in the house uh, and and things I had like put so much value in my heart just look looking at I'm realizing wow this is all gonna burn one day it's it's meaningless it's it's trash and. I remember saying to God, like, God, I, I want to live for you, but I've tried. I've tried. I can't. Like, can you just change me? I, I can't. I, I can't live the way you want. I want. Can you change me? And I was sincere. I was like, can you change me? Like, really thinking, like, I don't know if it's possible. And God, God just basically said, yeah, of course I can. <laughs> and it was instantly at that moment where I felt all, all these things that had plagued me for years. Uh, I mean, obviously, the kind of the idea that I had of success and all these things, that was already gone, but, the, but the, the lust and the anger, the things that I couldn't, that I had no control over, uh, they were just gone, and God wiped it out of my heart and, and my mind. And, and uh, you know, I believe, looking back, that that's when I was born again, but it took getting me to that point of complete surrender. And, uh, and yeah, so, I mean, so it's, it's been a huge journey since then, and a lot of other crazy things have happened. Um, but, but, you know, one, one of the biggest things I believe that, uh, that I learned from that, that I've learned over the years is like, what is the true gospel? What is the real gospel? Um, and part of the, part of the gospel can be true, but if, if that's what's understood, that's what's going to be lived out. And that's kind of how I lived was on a partial gospel of being forgiven and having grace, uh, but 
but not like a life change. And it was, in one sense, it was a powerless gospel. It was a, it was a gospel to save me from the punishment of sin, but not, not strong enough to like change my life and save me from the power of sin. And and I mean, to to me, the gospel is is about identity. Like, who did God create us to be? He created us as His children in His image, and we lost that. And we all sin, and we needed Jesus' sacrifice to bring us back to who we're supposed to be. And so, uh, and I mean, that's by the power of God's Spirit. And and so, anyone who's a believer has the Holy Spirit. And has this power and has been freed from their sin, uh, right? The, it <clears throat> that was one of the things in the, in the Lutheran church that, or at least the church I went to that was really taught strongly is that everyone's a sinner, that we're all the same. But that's actually not really what the Bible says. Like once you're a believer, you're a new creation, uh, right? That we've been set free from sin. This is past tense, somebody who's, who's a believer dies to their old self, right? That's the picture of baptism is uh, death and resurrection, and that's today. That's, that's dying to your old self and raising a new creation and, be, you know, being cleansed. So that's past tense, too. We don't, we're not sitting in, in church every Sunday confessing our sins because we're dirty again. We've already been cleansed, and, and so that's who we are. And that's, uh, we need to live from that identity, from the identity of who we are, who God says we are. This is what's true, that, we've, uh, that we're a new creation, we have the spirit of God, um, and that we're ambassadors, right? We're, we're the witnesses of, of God, we're uh, the, wit- the ambassadors of Christ, and, and it's our job to to. Reconcile to bring people to Christ so they can be reconciled to God, and uh, I, f- I believe that's such a powerful thing to know who we are in Christ and to live from that. And uh, you know, I'm I'm in seminary right now, and and you learn a lot of like doctrines and things like this. Um, and you know, a lot of people talk about legalism and things like that. Well, you can. It's funny, you can kind of be legalistic about being legalistic, too. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but, but uh, basically, if you focus on who the Bible says we are and, and who God has made us and who God is, and we're, we're created to be conformed to the image of Christ. So that's like, you want to look at who God is, you look at Jesus, and that's who, supposed to be who you are. Right and and if that's who God's created you to be, then 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 um, like living your life for that is not legalistic. Just if if I'm living to be holy because that's who Jesus is, that's not legalistic at all. And if I'm living to um, to reconcile people to God and 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 I want to be zealous about that. Because that's who the Bible says that we're ambassadors to, uh, for Christ. So that's not legalistic to, to, to do that because that's who we are. And uh, I think, yeah, I think that the identity teaching, teaching people who they are in Christ is maybe 
one of the most powerful teachings uh, that, that I've come across that, that I would love to just pass on. And, and so <coughs> right now, I mean, that's, that's what I do. I, uh, I have a few guys that I disciple, so to speak, and uh, I, I teach them, you know, I teach them the, the whole of God's word and, and I teach them who they are in Christ. That's a, uh, a big part of what we talk about is who we are in Christ. And then, and then I uh, teach them to teach others the same thing. So to get people in their own network of, of people that they have to, to pass the same thing on to. And uh, yeah, so I mean, um, so yeah, so ba- basically after, after I got saved, our whole life changed. And everything at that point was about Christ. And, uh, I mean, every is like everything in the Bible is completely true all of a sudden because I could see it in my life. I'd see, wow, wow I'm a new creation. And, uh, and all, the, all the answers or all, all the uh, doubts about God's word became so apparent because I would look for the answers for him. And, it, and um, I mean, that the apologetics of, like, Noah's Ark and things like that, I mean, the, uh, the objections become foolish when you really look at it. Uh, if you're reasonable about it, like, you know, they talk about evolution and millions of years and all these things. Uh, and we have dinosaur bones with that still have blood in them, and that we have a thing called forensic science that says that's impossible if it's millions of years old. So, I mean, it's pretty. The evidence that you know corroborates what the Bible says is astronomical. I mean, there's so much evidence about God's existence, and I mean, of course, this is what the Bible says too. He he's proven himself. Everyone knows God exists. And uh, only a fool would say that he doesn't exist. And, uh, but yeah, so I, I mean, after, after I got saved, uh, I went on a journey because, you know, just chasing after the Lord, seeking him uh, with all my heart and, and uh, ended up in, in seminary. And uh, well, I retired in 2017, I retired. And let me actually, let me scoot back a little bit. So the night I got saved, I told you there was a bunch of crazy stuff that happened. Well, um, one of the things that happened after I got saved, um, I haven't told a lot of, uh, hardly anybody this, but so I had a vision of of a belt. And, you know, in my head, I thought, okay, that means I'm going to be UFC champion. And so uh, I live, you know, I, I believe that basically until I retired. And when I retired, I, um, uh, I had lost three fights in a row, close fights. Um, I believed I won the, the decisions, but it went the other way, all three fights. And and it was kind of just like real disappointing. And, <clears throat> you know, I look back to what happened and I saw this vision. Like, wow, I, I really thought that meant I was going to be champion. But 
but uh, maybe it was a hallucination. Maybe it had a spiritual meaning that I didn't understand. Uh, but either way, like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go be a missionary. That was my. That's why I had already started. I was in my first semester in school in seminary to to do m- international missions, and uh, and so. I was like, well, it doesn't matter if, if I know, like, uh, it doesn't doesn't hurt my faith at all, because um, it, it might not even been from God. Maybe I just <coughs> hallucinated, you know. And um, so I I didn't train for a couple months, and then I started feeling really terrible physically. So I got back in the gym, started training, and uh, about a month later, on Easter of 2018. I fell asleep in the middle of the day and had a dream, and uh, I was with someone, and they, they like, pointed me up, and he said, uh, you remember Abraham's, uh, Abraham's promise, and, and uh, I was looking up at the stars, and I was like, oh, yeah, of course, uh, and he said, uh, he said, or he, he said, you remember the promise, I, I said, oh, yeah, and, and ultimately, Abraham's promise was fulfilled spiritually, right? So Abraham did have descendants, a, a ton of descendants, but ultimately we're Abraham's descendants through faith in Christ. And so, you know, I was kind of thinking that, like, oh, yeah, that's his promise was fulfilled spiritually. And then he said, well, okay, what about yours? And I said, I said, I would I would rather have a spiritual I'd rather be a spiritual champion than you know uh, some fight organization champion. And uh, he said, "Okay, well, because you've chosen the spiritual, I'm going to give you both." And as soon as I heard that, I kind of realized I, I was dreaming, and I woke up in my dream. I'm 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 still asleep, but I rea- my mind is awake. I'm like, who am I talking to? <laughs> I'm thinking that, you know, I'm like, okay, so I said, how do I know this is you and not, uh, I'm not just dreaming? And he said, I'll confirm it. And uh, I didn't know what that meant. So I woke up right when he said, I'll confirm it. And I was looking around like something's going to happen. So I know it was God, you know, uh, but nothing happened right then. So I went, I went and told my wife the dream. And uh, later in the week, we went to visit some friends who they had lived with in, in our house for about a year, and they moved up to Fort Collins, and uh, they were going to a church up there. And, and this guy is one of the, uh, just the godliest men I've, I've ever known. And it's funny because <coughs> uh, the church that we left in 2017, we were going to the same church as this fellow that, that lived in, in our house. His name's Micah. And the church asked him to, to leave, or didn't ask him, told him, kicked him out of the church because of his beliefs, because he had uh, what they considered their charismatic beliefs, meaning that Micah believed somebody could have the gift of healing. And uh, they thought that was too extreme, you know, that, that Micah would go and pray for somebody to be healed, uh, you know. So, so they kicked him out, and uh, we, 
soon followed. I, I stayed there to finish my, uh, my commitments there with the jujitsu program that I had started. Uh, but we left soon after. And it's funny because, because uh, you know, it made me realize a couple of things. First of all, I, d- I was going to a, a church and listening to messages and surrounded by people that don't even believe the Bible, really, that they don't believe that, that, that uh, you know, that, that people could have the gift of healing, that, that uh, they don't believe the gifts of the Spirit and things like that. So it's kind of like, wow, they're living their lives practically in line with that. They're not praying for people to be healed, and they're not uh, listening for the voice of God, things like that. And so, uh, but then it also made me realize, well, okay, well, I mean, the Bible, sa- you know, Paul says in Corinthians that we should, that we should uh, desire earnestly the spiritual gifts, and uh, especially that we may prophesy, right? So it's like, wow, why well, I'm not doing that, and, and I'm not, so I, I started desiring these gifts and desiring, like, really seeking, like, what does it mean, what do these gif- different gifts mean, and um, anyway, so. That was kind of a side note, but anyway, so we, we uh, I had the dream later that week. We went up to visit my, f- my friend Micah at his church, uh, but it was a small group meeting, and there was a worship portion where they played about four or five songs in this guy's living room, and during the, the worship time, he turned the the speaker up really loud, so you like you could you could be this close to someone and barely hear them. And I had uh, three different people come up to me individually. Two two of the people I'd never met them before. They didn't know I was a fighter. They didn't know who I was. And they basically came up to me and said, "Hey, God, God just told me that um, you're going to be fighting again." And <laughs> and uh, or or like one of uh, the last guy that came up to me and said. He said, I was praying, and I saw a vision of you, and you were, it looked like you were wrestling someone, and I don't know what it means. Maybe you need to wrestle in prayer about something. And another guy comes up to me, and he's, he, he says, God wants you to know that you're a warrior, and uh, he wants you to keep fighting. But he's thinking fighting like the good fight, you know, like fighting spiritually. He, God wants you to keep fighting. And, and uh, you know, God's, he's your coach. He's going to train your hands for war and your fingers for battle. He's just using all these things from the Bible about battle that he's thinking they mean completely spiritual. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. And, uh, and then same thing, uh, 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 the guy that I know who's a friend of Micah's came up to me. And he tells me a, a similar story about where he saw a vision of, a fight scene from a movie where the guy is choking, uh, he's winning this tournament and getting a belt, and he says, maybe you need to submit to God about something. <laughs> okay, so, uh, and then uh, and then later that year, uh, I had another guy that um, he knew as a fighter, and he asked me, he said, are you, are you ever going to fight again? And I said, yeah, I think so. And then right then he had a vision, and, and he, he actually started, like got tears rolling out of his eyes when he when it, when that happened, and he tells me what he saw, and he said he saw 
I was in the, you know, in the ring or cage or whatever with my eyes were kind of cut up and I was crying and, and uh, I was telling everyone about Jesus, he said, and, and, uh, and I was wearing a belt. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, that's where, that's where I am right now as far as <laughs> um, I believe I'm going to fight again. I do believe that I'll, I'll be a champion of some organization and it's going to be for God's glory. And, and uh, you know, uh, in two or three months, we're going to be moving to Thailand because I believe that's where God's leading us as well as somewhere to Asia. And, and uh, they have an excellent gym there, training there. And I, I went out there for a, a trip to check out the gym to train at. And uh, I, I was able to give out a bunch of Thai New Testament and uh, the Gospel of John in, in the Thai. And also English Bibles because there's a lot of foreigners there. And... I mean, it, it's amazing. Like, um, I was talking to Elias uh, before during breakfast about how I- in other places in the world where the gospel is received, it's so different than here. And I, um, I mean, like one, one lady, I gave, the, uh, I gave her the gospel of John and the book of Romans in Thai. And then my friend later in the week gave her an, a Thai New Testament and she says oh your friend already gave me a book uh, is this a different one and, and he said no it's, it's um, it just has all the books um, ha- it includes the books you, you read and she said oh great because I, I already read the ones that, that he gave me and I loved it and I want to read more and, and uh, uh, there was one American guy over there actually that, that gave his life to Christ basically I met him on the first night and uh, I mean uh, last year I went to Turkey to give Bibles to Iranians that were traveling there and there were 30 people within five days who gave their life to Christ and people got healed of sicknesses miraculously Uh, there were people there was one lady that saw a vision like an angel in her room and she came back and found us and gave her life to Christ I mean God is miraculous and he and he moves and and uh, I don't know I I just uh, it's so encouraging to know that like the God of the Bible still lives and he's you know he's he's real and uh, I, I believe that it can be hard when you don't see it like I didn't see anything like that my whole life I don't think I'd had ever seen anyone get healed and now since I really have had my eyes open to this stuff I see people get healed all the time and and yeah I think it comes down to like do do we really believe what the Bible says do we really believe that if we pray for someone that they could get healed and if if we really believe that then you're going to you're going to pray for someone when they get healed or when, when, when they, when you see that they're injured. Right. And, uh, that's one of the things, you know, I'll do at the gym and pray for people. And, um, not everyone, I don't always see people get healed and some people look at you like you're weird, but it's okay because 
you know, that's, that's the nature of following Christ is not everyone's going to agree. And, uh, but, but I think we need to, uh, we need to live consistently with what we say we believe, right? If we believe the Bible and the Bible says that we're set free from sin, um, we need to believe it and not, and not, um, think of ourselves as if we're in bondage to some sin. Uh, that doesn't mean we won't ever have temptation or, right? But we need to understand if when that temptation comes, I'm set free from that sin. No, I'm set free. I, I don't have to do that. And we need to live consistently with, with who we are, that we're ambassadors to Christ, that, that when someone comes in front of us that doesn't know Jesus, that they're going to hell and we should have compassion for them and, and tell them about Jesus and believe that, that that's God's spirit speaking to us, right? God speaks to his children. And if God's speaking to us to tell this person, right, God's going to be the one that, that makes that seed grow. And, uh, and same thing with, with healing and, and just everything we read in the Bible. If, if we truly believe God is who he says he is, then we need to live consistently. And uh, it's it's not always easy to, to, to do that, but we need to realize, like, if I'm not actually, be honest with yourself, right? That's, that's what I had to come to grips with, is like, wow, I say I believe in healing, and I say I believe in the gifts, but I haven't ever, I, like, I didn't even know what my gift was other than, like, teaching, you know? And I'd never sought out other gifts. And I never wondered why I didn't think I he heard God's voice ever, right? But, but we should know that we do hear God's voice, that we have the Holy Spirit. And, and believe that and, and live consistently with it. And yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of where I am right now on my journey and is uh, seeking after God and trying to follow him with my whole heart, so, that's it, <laughs> all right, yeah, God, God bless you, actually, let me, let me, uh, let me pray for, for you all, and for us all, I should say, um, God, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share uh, my story, to share what you've done in my life, Lord, I'm so thankful that you saved me, that you had compassion and mercy on me, when I, even when I was rebellious, Lord, you still loved me, and you never gave up on who you created me to be, Lord, and um, I'm just very thankful, and I pray, Lord, that, that you speak to everyone's heart here, that we would all live consistently, Lord, that, that you would challenge us all, and, and Test all of our hearts, Lord, that, that it, we would have pure hearts before you, Lord, that, that we would not be ashamed of you or your gospel, and your gospel, Lord, includes things like healing and includes witnessing to strangers and it includes awkward situations and includes persecution and, and all of these things, and, and, uh, so, Lord, just I pray that you, 
you speak to all of us and remind us who we are in Christ and teach us to hear your voice more, more clearly and to believe. And I ask also that you take away any unbelief in any of these things, Lord, that you would open our eyes completely so that we can follow you and, and um, so that your gospel would go forth. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you guys.